Hello, and welcome to the Christ Church Cathedral Podcast. This is the sermon from our past Sunday, recorded live from the cathedral. We hope these words will really speak to your heart and mind. May the words of my lips and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. You may have read of the uh, firestorm in Finland this past week. Footage was leaked of their 32-year-old Prime Minister, Sanna Marin, dancing at a party. Now, the German magazine Das Bild had already dubbed her the coolest Prime Minister in the world. Opposition politicians, of course, pounced, questioning her discretion. Supporters of her are posting videos of themselves partying and dancing. It's just what normal people do, they say. Prime Minister Marin voluntarily undertook a drugs test to prove that she was clean. You know, that's the thing about social convention, isn't it? You often don't quite know where the line is until others tell you you've crossed it. Pretty sure that Jesus knew he was crossing a line this morning. He didn't need anyone to tell him. Finds himself in the home of one of the Pharisaic top dogs on the Sabbath. And as you may know, the Sabbath meal was the fanciest of the week. Special food, smartest tablecloth, best crockery and cutlery. Other Jews would often have their neighbours and friends over and maybe a notable teacher or rabbi, which is perhaps how Jesus got his invite. We read that the Pharisees are watching him closely. They're suspicious. And maybe for good reason. As becomes evident, Jesus is not behaving himself. Right off the bat, he takes a run at those guests jockeying for the first couches at the dinner table. And then he tells his stunned host who to invite to his next meal. Imagine the Pharisees are shocked into silence. Who does this guy think he is? Now, just a word about meals back in Jesus' day. Jesus lived in what we would call today an honor-shame culture. It was all about your standing in society back then. It wasn't as much about your wealth, although they were often linked, as it was about your honor. And nowhere, nowhere was your honor, your status, your standing more on display than at mealtime. Meals weren't just about eating. Meals were a way in which you made a powerful statement about who you were in society. There were all sorts of social rules woven into meals. Who gets invited, what, when and where you eat, what order people sit down, and what is done and what is not done at the table. 
Typically, people only ate with those from the same social class. Guests of honour sat close to the host. Those less honoured sat farther away. And the understanding was that if I invite you to dinner, then you're going to invite me back. I scratch your back and you scratch mine. In fact, guests would routinely turn down an invitation if they knew they weren't in a position to return the favour. Now, Jesus' first move this morning seems innocent enough. The one about not going for the head table at a wedding bash. Better to go for the peanut gallery and get invited up rather than risk being told at the head table to, to go and sit with the kids. I mean, that's social etiquette. Good manners. Common sense. And nothing peculiar to Jesus in naming this. There were verses in Proverbs which said much the same thing. Greek and Roman literature also advised the same counsel. In Jesus' day, as in ours, honour is generally something others give to you rather than something you appropriate to yourself. Just makes sense to go for the lower place. What sets Jesus' counsel apart is what he goes on to say. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Or as the message puts it, if you walk around with your nose in the air, you're going to end up flat on your face. But if you're content to simply be yourself, you'll become more than yourself. It's what literary critics call polar reversal. Christ's counsel this morning isn't just about good manners, it's about the flipping on its head of what we're told is important in life. What gets passed off as making for success. When north becomes south and south becomes north, the world gets upended. And the world, as Jesus knows only too well, doesn't like that. Only the Christ doesn't stop here. He goes on to give a concrete example of what this back-to-front way of doing life looks like in practice. And he does this not by addressing the guests, those invited to the banquet, rather he now has some words of advice to the host. And this time his counsel goes way beyond what might sound like good manners. Jesus takes a run, a straight run at this honor-shame culture. We're keeping a record of things is everything. Status and honor Favours and debt, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. I put you in my debt by inviting you to dinner so that you'll then have to return the favour to me. As the message phrases Jesus' words to the host, 
The next time you put on a dinner, don't just invite your friends and family and rich neighbours, the kind of people who will return the favour. Invite some people who never get invited out. The misfits from the wrong side of the tracks. You'll be and experience a blessing. Oh, they won't be able to return the favour, but the favour will be returned and how, how it will be returned at the resurrection of God's people. Keeping account. Part of that honour-shame culture back in Jesus' day for sure. I still find myself wondering how much it figures today in our lives. Seems like society needs us to know our place. Recall a preacher recounting her experience at the airport. She arrived early for her flight and there was nobody, nobody at any of the check-in counters. The first counter she approached was for business class passengers. And even though there was no one else there, anywhere, the airline clerk politely told her that she needed to go back and wind her way backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards through the check-in lines to get to the economy counters. I mean, it made no difference for her checking in. It was simply that the airline was keeping her count and needed her to know where she belonged. Jesus' way is different. It isn't about who belongs where. He's not interested and social payoff. He doesn't calculate the return on the hospitality that he offers. As David Lowe's notes, his whole life is about inviting people into God's loving presence, those who neither expect it nor frankly deserve it. And he wants the same from us. He challenges us to throw away the social calculator. To stop counting the costs, the benefits, the rewards of what we do and simply to live from the sense of abundance with which God has blessed us. Girls came into church with me on Tuesday morning. Lynn was teaching in St. Kitts. We picked our way over broken glass, a needle and pieces of tinfoil on our back walkway just out here. It's been a not infrequent occurrence over the past weeks. Well, when the girls asked, I explained that the glass was from a crack pipe, which people use to smoke a dangerous street drug called crystal meth. The needle and tinfoil were likely used with another really bad drug we call heroin. Derek's been cleaning up far too much of that paraphernalia lately. Derek tells me there are dealers now living nearby on Houston with a steady stream of clientele. The heartbreaker for me was driving past that same house later in the day and seeing kids, young kids, playing in the alley alongside the house. And that sparked a conversation with Sophie and Felicity about kids not getting to choose their parents, nor their homes, nor the environment in which they're raised. And I heard Sophie 
saying under her, her breath from the back seat, we're so blessed. You know, we spend so much of our time counting. Whether it's how much time we have left, or what's in our bank account, or what others think of us. I'm guessing it's partly because we live in this culture that's constantly trying to persuade us that we don't have enough. Not enough time, not enough money, not enough youth, not enough resources, not enough recognition. You name it, we hear incessantly that we need more of something. But what if there is enough? And more than enough? What difference would it make to our peace of mind and especially to how we respond to the overwhelming need of our neighbours here in Jamesville? Would we start to see those kids just living across the street less as competitors for scarce resources, whether it's social support or money or time? Could we begin to see them more as Christ sees them? as those for whom he came, as those whom he has adopted as his own kin, as those with whom he longs to share the abundance of God's love and grace. Perhaps that's something of what Jesus is getting at this morning when we find ourselves hung up on social convention and doing the math. He wants to share with us his freedom of not worrying about what others think or say, of not figuring out what we hope to get in return. He calls us simply to welcome, to host those around us, and especially those who may not have a whole lot of experience of being welcomed or being hosted. He invites us to shower upon them the extraordinary gifts of dignity and worth and value with which God has already so richly blessed us. This upside down, back to front, inside out way of Christ's reign, which we here at 252 James North bear witness to. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a production of Christ Church Cathedral. Audio editing and original theme by Eduardo Farias. We hope you join us again soon. Have a blessed day.